Hello and welcome to PCOM Perspectives. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Feldstein, and today we're talking with Dr. Jessica Kendorsky, the director of the MS program in school psychology and professional education in school psychology. Dr. Kendorsky recently authored her first book, Childhood Autism Spectrum Disorder, Evidence-Based Assessment and Intervention, designed to promote parental engagement and improve skills in practitioners. Welcome, Dr. Kendorsky. Thank you. Dr. Kendorsky, what made you decide to write this book? We thought it was important to have a book that was useful for practitioners and also for parents. So as somebody who teaches soon-to-be school psychologists to be practitioners for autism, I also felt there was a need for parents to become more educated in terms of what is evidence-based practice, what should you be doing to promote skills in your kids. What sets this book apart from other books about autism? We would like to think that the only thing that's included in the book are things that are evidence-based. So things that are from the research. We also include non-evidence-based things in there as well and to kind of educate the parent on why this shouldn't be your go-to to promote skills in kids with autism. We think it's super user-friendly. So if a parent of a child um, with autism was in a school and wondering if their child was getting the best treatment, they could go to the book and say, oh, they're getting discrete trial training or they're getting naturalistic teaching trials. So we like to think that it bridges the gap between what parents should know as well as a practitioner who may see a child with autism for the first time could pick up the book and know what works. Do you use this book in any of your classes? I do, yes. So I teach behavior change and system support to future behavior analysts and future school psychologists, and we reference this book often. You've mentioned that this book offers an interdisciplinary approach to treating autism. Can you explain that a bit more? Sure. So with autism, it's quite a complex disorder, and we have diagnostic criteria, but there are varying degrees of what a child with autism will look like. But there are also certain commonalities when it comes to um, medical concerns. So there are certain common GI concerns that kids with autism tend to have. So the school or the parent or the primary care physician or the psychologist being able to communicate with the GI doctor or the primary care physician about those concerns. Psychiatric type diagnoses that could be comorbid, so being able to communicate in that way. And also interprofessional collaboration with the school. So most of the time your children with autism tend to get their services in the school environment. So having parents understand and be educated on what works, what their child should be getting and when they should be getting it, and also in a timely way. So the research on autism is really profound in terms of early intervention is Key. So the earlier you can get a child with autism in evidence-based interventions, which are typically behavior analytic interventions for skill development and language development, then the better chance they have of closely matching their peers. And early intervention is before age five. So it's really important to get to parents and primary care physicians early so that it's identified early so that you can make meaningful progress. What is the one thing you would like physicians to know or understand when dealing with a patient who has autism? I think what's most important is that when 
you're working with a child with autism, you're changing adult behavior to change kids' behavior. And that's complex. So as behavior analysts or school psychologists, we don't typically ever really do any individual stuff with the kids. There might be direct instruction, but what we do is we have parents and the people around the kids change their behavior to modify the environment to promote skill development. And it's complex and it's difficult and parents may be resistant. So kind of coming from a place of empathy and understanding that you're really asking parents to take on sometimes huge lifestyle changes in order to promote the skills and development in their kids. Could you give us a couple examples of those? Sure. So sometimes with autism you'll see um, significant maladaptive behaviors such as aggression and self-injury and it usually replaces some sort of functional communication for the child. So um, with autism you see deficits a lot of times in language. So in order for a child to get their needs met, they might start to engage in inappropriate behavior. So I would like to have this cookie, I'm gonna hit my mom in order to get it, right? So let's say that dynamic is shaped up, but mom, is okay with that, right? So mom, for whatever reason, feels like I I want him to be able to communicate. I don't want him to hit me anymore. I want him to have this cookie. So you may have a behavior analyst that says, you can't give him the cookie for that anymore. You need to work on shaping up appropriate communication. And that could bring up a whole lot of things because maybe their child's getting bigger and they know if I don't give him the cookie, he's going to escalate and things could get bad. Or maybe it brings up feelings of guilt. So I can't, he doesn't have another way of communicating with me. So the complexity of the parent as the complexity of all people in terms of why we engage in that behavior and the parent-child relationship, when you're a behavior analyst or a school psychologist, you're asking the parent to really change why it is that they're doing things, and most of the time, it's coming from a good place. So they're, they're really just trying to meet the needs of their kids. In your opinion, what's the most common mistake that uh, practitioners, people that treat autism will make in, in their treatment plans? Um, I think not looking at the whole child and thinking about a comprehensive plan and also sometimes having these trendy kind of fad non-evidence-based things that maybe it would be a diet that hasn't really been shown to promote any kind of skill de development um, and doing that at the cost of not doing other things. So sometimes I will tell my students. Um, if it's important for a parent to put their child on a gluten-free diet and you may think that that's not doing anything for autism but it's not hurting the parent or the child and they're doing other things then maybe that's not something that you deal with if the parent is only doing a gluten-free diet and not doing um, any sort of other evidence-based interventions then that may be a time when you want to talk to the parent and maybe get a feel again coming from a place of empathy like why um, why is it that it's just the gluten-free diet can we try other things can we fit other things into the treatment plan so looking at the child holistically not being dogmatic to just one approach but making sure the approach has an evidence based in promoting what you want to promote and using varying strategies 
Dr. Feldstein. You've talked a lot about the integration of behavioral health into primary care. How do you view primary care as fitting into that interdisciplinary approach to autism? Right, I think as you mentioned in some of the answers to the questions I posed to you, I mean, primary care is the forefront of diagnosis in terms of early diagnosis and intervention. So family practitioners and pediatricians, they're gonna see these kids first. I mean, it's really up to them with the parents to make the initial diagnosis and then to get kids in to early treatment programs so that we can get the best results. And they've got to coordinate with psychologists, school psychologists, and like you said, to get the parents involved. So they really become a focal point in terms of the integration, you know, of integrated mm -hmm. care. Why do you think it's important for doctors to have a better understanding of autism and the role they have to play in treating patients with autism? Unfortunately, it's because autism continues to grow in mm -hmm. its diagnosis prevalence. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing more and more kids being diagnosed with autism across the spectrum disorder. So there is more and more patients in primary care in medicine that are going to be, need to be treated, need to be treated early. Plus the fact we're going to have more adults along the spectrum, mm -hmm. that physicians are going to need to be comfortable with treating them in their 20s, 30s, and for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. So the more education that we can get out into the primary care workforce, whether it's in medical school or residencies, the better care these patients are going to get. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for joining us today, Dr. Kondorsky. For more information about her new book and her research on school-based interventions for students with autism, visit pcom.edu. I'm Jay Feldstein, and this has been PCOM Perspectives.